Welcome to Escaping the Accountant's Trap podcast. It's a podcast to help accountants, CPAs, and bookkeepers escape what we call the accountant's trap, where the only way to get paid more is to work more hours or take on more low-value and high-demanding clients. So how do you escape the trap? Well, one way is the topic of this episode. We're going to discuss how to scale your practice through outsourcing your team. So to help with the discussion, I've invited Lawrence Whitham, a VP at QX Global. Lawrence, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, very nice to be here. Yeah, so QX, you essentially outsource accountants to other accountants. So ex- explain explain how that works. Yeah, so we uh, right now we work with over 350 CPA firms in the US, right? And then okay. I work with about another 600 in the UK. And what we do is we provide staff to the accounting firms in order to allow them to keep scaling the business. Obviously, combating a bit of the staffing shortage, but also anyone from a solo practitioner up to a large firm can look for outsourced talent in order to, again, focus on higher value services, for example, make sure that they are giving more time off to internal team members as well and create a bit more functionality as a firm and and act a bit more like a business rather than a an accounting firm that's a, a bit of a traditional way of doing it, we'll say. Mm, yeah, I love that. So, you know, you hit on a several several reasons why accountants should outsource. You know, you you know, the, there's a staffing shortage, uh, not having to be the business, the, the solopreneur, really, you can outsource functions to your team. What are some other reasons why accountants should outsource certain functions in their business? And then what types of functions should they be outsourcing? Yeah, so, uh, and again, this is where every firm sort of has to dig down into really what they do very well first, right? So it's a lot of things can be outsourced. I would say you want to keep a lot of the higher skilled services in-house, right? A lot more of the customer-focused, consulting-based services in-house. However, there are obviously outsourcing firms, not just internationally, but domestically as well, that can help add value to your business by adding certain outsource services that can be consulting based right such as cfo level services and so forth you don't necessarily as a firm have to do everything yourself right uh, so you can create partners to do that um, but a lot of the work that we're doing is more on the bookkeeping the tax preparation side of things a lot of the audit support work um, and i would say up to about senior accountant level type of service And the Mm -hmm. idea is that then they can have the review internally, right? They can have all the client communication internally done and, but it's saving at least a good 50%, 60% of the product project time, uh, by giving it to an outsource provider. Okay. So how does the process work in terms of, you know, let's say you accountant wants to outsource some of their tax or bookkeeping work to somebody. How does that process normally work? And how do you, how does an accountant get around the idea that they are sort of abdicating a lot of the, the responsibility to somebody that's not even on their team? Yeah. So, and again, I would say that a lot of providers do it differently, right? Um, okay. However, one of the more common themes from the outsourcing world, especially when you're working with international outsourcers, is whether that's in India, Philippines, Mexico, South Africa, there's, there's a bunch of different areas that are better for certain services as well. Um, however, the big piece is actually treating them like they're a member of your team, 
right? So there's okay. no special way you have to do it. You can add certain levels of extra security if you would like, but typically a lot of the outsourcing firms are actually more secure than a lot of the CPA firms are because they've mm. built their business on that security side of things. That makes um, sense. However, it's a very much like it's got a lot easier since covid because now cpa firms have worked virtually previously they were all very much hey come in the office do it now it's just like that right it's you've got your virtual network set up you create an access point into your network you can restrict access just to the software that is being utilized and a lot of the times the outsourcing provider adapts to whatever you're using so if you're using quickbooks online they've got experience using QuickBooks Online. Same thing with the tax side, ProFX, or the CCH suite of services, they'll use that specific software as well. So it's not like you're having to change anything. It's really taking them on like you're taking on a new employee, right? But the benefit is you've got a bit more flexibility. Sometimes you only have to pay for a certain amount of hours now. Sometimes you can be flexible yeah. with the amount of tax returns that you can provide them, and you're not fixed to a specific cost. Right. So you've got a bit more mm. flexibility over that. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's, it's definitely more scalable because you can scale up, scale down when Correct. needed, depending. So and, and of course, I'm assuming the other benefit is that you don't have to have the, the carrying costs of a full time employee. You don't have to you know, you, you can you don't have to carry that burden year round. Exactly. I mean, it's a fixed cost typically. Right. With the firm, you're paying them okay. as a provider. Right. In the U.S. So you've got x amount of dollars right it could be on average three thousand dollars per month right you don't have any payroll costs to that you don't have any 401k plans that you have to contribute to you don't have any hr sides of things right the actual business sorts all that out for you from the outsourcing firm perspective so it's literally just one fixed cost per month so it both saves on a it's generally more cost effective but b it's when you look at the hidden savings as well there's quite a lot there too Okay. So I'm assuming the, the people, the outsourced accountants, they mainly focus on transactional compliance work. And then the accountant who's hiring the outsourced person, they focus, like you said, on, you know, customer, customer service and higher value services like business advisory, CFO services. Correct. Is that typically what you see it, with your clients? Exactly. Right. That's uh, exactly okay. that. It's uh, they're really doing more of a review internally and then finalizing any type of projects, going back to the client, doing a bit more of the interaction piece. Um, we do a lot more of the backend services. Again, gradually, once they work and have worked with the same person for years, that could change. We become a bit more client facing in some cases, but the okay. first step is definitely just outsource more of the back office side of things. Got it. So we all know that the accounting sort of industry is changing. What, you know, in your experience working with accounting firms, what separates sort of the, the good accounting firms, the ones where clients flock to and want to work with from the, the accounting or bookkeeping firms that, that are just sort of stagnant or even dying? So, I mean, the good thing is the industry is definitely in high demand, right? Even with everything going on in the, in the world right now, right? It's, um, uh, obviously with the deadly recession looming as such yeah. and we don't know and nobody's going to say it necessarily is straightforward but it's um accountants are always in demand whether it's a good economy or it's a bad economy i mean that's the that's the good thing about the industry so there are very few that really are doing very badly 
and there's a lot of opportunities for even smaller firms now to take on because what you see in the bigger firms is they're culling clients right and and most firms are now culling clients so they're actually not having enough staff to cope up with the work so they're now categorizing them into a b c d clients they're now taking off some of the d clients and again they they generally accountants like the clients to some extent some of them they don't like as much but they have a affection to them so they'll actually refer them to another firm that's a smaller firm that is accepting new clients so it's becoming more of a a waterfall effect to some extent as well so there there shouldn't be many firms doing badly right but the ones that are uh the ones not out there actually communicating with even their own peers right in the industry um and again but the ones that are doing are killing it right now are the ones obviously out there in the market they're they're doing digital advertising right they're really showing themselves and just building a bit of a brand around themselves especially in their community and then spreading out um because everybody's looking for it everybody's looking for a simple approach to do it they don't like the the hourly touch a button and hey listen i'm going to clock you in for every hour now um they don't like that anymore more of a fixed price model they typically like as well um so i see a lot of firms both from large to small now focusing on that a little bit more yeah I agree. In our experience working with a lot of accountants, it seems like the accounting firms that are doing really well are the ones where they show their clients and potential clients that they really care about helping their entire business, not just focused on compliance or transactional work. They really want to help the entire business grow and be their sort of go-to financial person. No, advisor, I would say advisory and just being in front of the clients is probably the number two most talked about thing in the industry right now right it's it's really um, based on again i go to a lot of conferences throughout the year and i would say again number one concern is staffing number two concern slash talked about topic is advisory and what the concern is that typically firms don't know how to do it how to get into it and really it starts with having a conversation with the client to see what they need help with right and then being able to utilize some relationships to now find a solution for them and help them with that. Just doing that is X amount more valuable because at the end of the day, the accounting firm is a trusted advisor to that professional, just like a lawyer is, right? And the more they can help with, the better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's, I mean, at, at the end of the day, each person in your accounting firm, you only have so many hours to work with. So you can't take on a lot, you know, you can't take on, you can't scale your practice by taking on a limited amount of clients because you have a, you have a limited amount of, amount of time. So the, the one thing you can do to scale your practice is raise your fees. And the only way to do that is by offering something higher value, something that not every accountant is offering, not every bookkeeper is offering, and that is business advisory services. While at the same time, and this is the beauty of outsourcing, the, the while at the same time, giving the client what they need, which is bookkeeping slash auditing slash tax work. And you can outsource that in a scalable way to, you know, something like your company or, you know, the other companies out there. But the idea is that you're able to add on to your team um, to do the stuff that is in the minds of a customer, minds of a client is sort of low value, but is absolutely needed. Yeah, it's the compliance work, right? The compliance work has to be done no matter what anyway, right? But it's working with staff right outsource staff to do so right working with there's technology out there as well 
right? And that's the other piece to some of these outsourcing yeah. firms that they, they know a bit more about the technology because they're doing stuff in such large volumes that they've invested a lot in the technology yeah. piece aspect to it. So where firms have typically gone about their day to day and they don't necessarily have the same manpower as some of these outsourcing firms do. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I want to get to technology in a second, but staffing, you know, we, you've mentioned a couple of times that there's a shortage in staffing in, especially in the accounting industry. Why do you think that is? Uh, so again, I mean, not to quote me on the numbers specifically, but there's less interest coming into the profession, right? So in general, so there's actually a decline in the number of accounting graduates, uh, year on year for the past about 10 years. Uh, I believe from my understanding, okay. that's information given by the AICPA, um, I can't remember the exact number, but it was tens of thousands of a decline, right, in terms of just people going into that profession. Wow. Um, and then same thing with getting the CPA degree, right? So the CPA licensing is actually going down. Yeah. Um, and then you have the baby boom effect, right? So now a lot more professionals are leaving the industry. And again, they may stay in on a part-time or a small-time basis, but there's now become a lot more yeah. options for them to either A, consult on a fractional basis, or B, mm. just do their work from a tax or an audit or an accounting perspective on a freelancer basis. And there's sort of some yeah. dif uh, some different companies popping up which allow them to do it where they, they can just get fed work, right? They don't need to now go out and do a business development for it. They can literally just be fed different projects and they can do it as much or as little as they like, similar to the Uber side of things where they can go out and drive if they want to or if they don't want to, they can not pick up a job that day, right? Um, so it's becoming yeah. a lot easier to do that. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. The barrier to entry to starting something like that is so much lower than it was, I mean, it, <laughs> As long as you have a computer and a Zoom and Zoom and internet Correct. <laughs> access, you can connect with clients all over the world. But that also creates almost like the opposite effect. That even though the accountants are not flocking to you know accounting firms, you have a bunch of independent people out there, and there's it creates a lot of a noise in the marketplace for business owners. Like, oh, yeah. Who do they turn to? How do they know what to look for? How do you know? You know, hiring a bookkeeper and accountant is not something that most business owners wake up and put on their number one to do list. It's just it's, it's a necessary yeah. evil. Um, so how would you how would you suggest to those accountants and bookkeepers out there that that they that they need they know they need to break through the noise? Um, you know, how, how would you suggest they do that? What are what are some tips or strategies yeah, so, to do that? Uh, I mean, there's a twofold here. I mean, number one is is the staffing side of it, right? And when it's in terms of attracting talent yeah. to their firms, right? So just even to cope up with the work. So, so that piece is being different, right? Being, again, going to your, not just going to the, um, the colleges to do your typical sort of booth and stuff like that and try and get some college grads coming in and things like, right? They need to attract some of the good experienced talent into their firm. And in order to do so, you've mm. got to start differentiating yourselves. Um, and and again, yeah. part of that is coming into that advisory world, right? And offering these services where, no, we're not just teaching you to do this. We don't just want you to have X amount of bookkeeping on your plate, right? We want you to start moving up that value chain, essentially, and teaching them those skills. Right. And soft skills as well um, is another big one from the CPA world. Um, so there's, there's that aspect. And and somewhat 
making the profession a little bit more sexy and appealing to the younger generation as well uh to that extent um and then you have the vice versa role of now getting clients right and crap and making some noise in the marketplace and and part of that is niching down right is finding which area you enjoy your firm is very good at you've got a good client base in and really just focusing on it right it's um you're able to become and focus on new technology right in that area that will be tenfold more impressive to the clients like working with the crm systems that they're working with work and implementing certain accounting systems into there rather than just using your quickbooks online and and not connecting them all right um and also just by you understanding what's going on in the business line and the specific industry you become more of an advisor to them immediately because you understand the numbers and you can relate them to the actual industry right um so it's uh it's a twofold there i think i see a lot of firms doing that and niching down some niche down a little bit too early i think before they're like all right i've got a few clients in this area let me just focus but that's not necessarily how it works right you need to be able to have enough clients and, and grow to a point where now you start segmenting yeah this is a big opportunity in this industry for example yeah, we tell people all the time that you do need a niche, but not in the for the reason that most people think. Most people think, well, I need to become an expert at working with roofing companies that do commercial roofing and because I need to understand that industry. But the the better way to look at it is I need a niche to roofing companies to target the roofing companies and get their attention. Because if you come to a roofing company owner and say, I I'm an accountant for roofing companies that can help roofing companies have a growing and more profitable and successful business that will appeal to that roofing company owner way more than just saying, I'm an accountant. (laughs) And so once you attract them, then you can appeal to them by saying you're going to help them have a successful business. And then they sign on to your, your business advisory service and then you can also upsell them to your accounting, tax, bookkeeping service, and then utilize somebody like you to outsource those functions. So now you have that roofing company's entire financial, uh, 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 you're, you're the roofing company's entire financial go-to guide. And you have not only the business advisory, now you have the their bookkeeping uh, service, their tax service, and and you can dramatically scale your business because now especially with outsourcing, you can you can really do it all and be that person's one-stop shop. I mean, shop. that's the big thing, right? Becoming the one-stop shop, right, yeah. is, the, is what people want as well, right? If they can come to you for all the financial needs, that's what they'll happily do, right? And it's um, – yeah. so some firms are doing it well. Uh, some firms – most firms, I would say, have a lot to work on in that fashion. Um, yeah. But it's definitely uh, the way to keep moving up the value chain. Yeah, absolutely. So, Lawrence, an accountant's listening saying, yes, I'd, I would like to explore what it would look like to find a outsourced you know, accountant, a bookkeeper, somebody just help. <laughs> Where do you suggest they go? So, again, partially it's talking to um, – well, I would suggest come to me, right? Come to me and have a chat, right? And, again, it's not about using our services necessarily, right? There's, it depends on what you're looking for. Right. It depends on whether you're looking for auditors, tax people, accountants. It depends the level of service. Right. And and again, if we can't do it, there are definitely providers out there. Right. Uh, We are luckily a preferred provider in a different multiple groups 
across the US, right? And um, so, and I've got plenty of references to give for different size firms as well using us. However, it's it's definitely one of those things, talk to your peers as well, right? I guarantee you'll be surprised now how many firms, especially since COVID, are now trying it for the first time, right? And that's both from a solo mm. practitioner up to large firms. They're all, I say all, I would say now easily 80% of firms are doing it in some capacity. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, so you'll be able to help them navigate where they should go and give them advice. Um, so how can people contact yeah, you? So you can look me up on LinkedIn. Um, again, just search my name that's here, or you can give me a call as well. I don't know if giving a call is the best immediately, but I'll give me a text, but um, I can definitely give you that information if you want afterwards. Uh, along with my uh, okay, along with my email address, and they can definitely reach out to me email, phone, or LinkedIn. Perfect. All right, and then uh, so we'll put those the LinkedIn and the email in the show notes. Lawrence, thank you so much for being with oh, us. Really today. appreciate it, Adam. No, great to speak with you, and uh, and again, look forward to working with you guys in the future as well. And to everyone listening or watching, thank you so much for spending the last few minutes with us as we discussed how to escape the accountant's trap. Bye for now.